I'm Anthony Walsh. This is the Roadman Cycling Podcast, a show where we empower you with tools to optimize your health, happiness, and longevity. It's Friday, so that can only mean one thing. It's newbie questions, and Sarah is back in the hot seat. Here's a little sample of what awaits you today. Um, he was sporting a pair of leg warmers a couple of days ago, and they're kind of maybe kind of like ribbed. That's how I can describe them. So they're, they have the, these like For little... For pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, I should get that done later on. And the language was just so shockingly vague that I knew from early in the day the session wasn't And did I get that session done, Anthony? Yes. (laughs) Maybe you're getting nice and zen in your old age. You've only five years now. (laughs) You wouldn't get that for manslaughter. You wouldn't get that for assault. Sarah, it's Friday. Welcome back to Newbie Questions. Hello, Anthony. You changed up the intro. I'm delighted. You, it was getting a bit long-winded, wasn't it? Your old one was about a minute long. I was like, oh, would this fella just get to the point already? <laughs> we're rock and roll here because we're eating uh, muffins before mm-hmm. the start of the show. And Sarah's managed to get icing all over her headphones and had to eat her way into the studio. <laughs> Red velvet. Muffins made by my little sister. Yeah, they're unbelievable. My little sister is single, everybody. If anyone wants to ride in. (laughs) Look, I was trying to play a lot of rock and roll. Like someone sent us in muffins and you just like blew it that your sister actually sent them to us. No, yeah, no, she just sent them in. She's some catch. Some catch. I'll, I'll fill you all in on my my Saturday podcast tomorrow. Put a picture up on your Twitter. Any former orderly lion. God, she's going to kill me. <laughs> podcast this week we had I call it the everyday hero Ian Hennessy on he's a client of ours from way back when I'm gonna say we couldn't put an actual year on it but I think he's a client since 2012. Wow that is insane isn't it he's an OG of A1 coaching that was the previous iteration of roadman cycling. What I couldn't understand is and maybe you can help me about uh, with this one so his catalyst for getting started on this health journey, his health insurance adjuster, I guess they're called, said that his house premium was going to go up if he didn't get in better shape. How I can I, ha- how, sorry, how, why am I so qualified to help you with that? Well, I don't know. You, you work in corporate, so you're more qualified than I am. <laughs> I thought you meant because I was so out of shape, we couldn't get house insurance. <laughs> why does his house insurance go up if he's out of shape? It's all done, isn't it? I mean, it's all basic. They do a test on you to see how healthy and how much of a risk you are. In Ireland, you have to have house insurance. If you have a mortgage, if you pass away, then your mortgage is basically wiped off for your family. So they uh, want to make... Totally different to my... So what I thought was that if you were in poor physical shape, you wouldn't be able to fight off intruders. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's the way that I that I understand it. Yeah, they want... they they. They do the risk they of un- underwriting or whatever, and if you're in very bad health, then you're obviously more li- likely to pass away early before your mortgage is Okay, your paid. explanation's really boring. 
<laughs> no, but before I say that, after listening to that podcast, I am inspired by Ian to potentially sign up for one of the host route adventures. Kind of uh, watch this space. Such a solid commitment there. Potentially sign up. Potentially, maybe. There's, I think there's about five options all over the summer. There's the Alps, the Dolomites, the Pyrenees and a couple of other ones that you can do. So there's longer stretch out. I think the longest one is seven days. That's got a lot of climbing. That's the Alps as far as I know. Then the Dolomites is over five days with a bit less climbing. That would probably be my preference. But yeah, it's a really, really good interview if you want a little bit of inspiration. Your commitment to the whole route reminds me of yesterday when I asked you were we going to do a training session and it started out, yes, I plan to do a training session. And then 60 minutes later, it's like, yeah, I should get that done later on. And the language was just so shockingly vague that I knew from early in the day the session wasn't And did done. I get that session done, Anthony? No, yes. <laughs> No, Can we not have a little not. bit of mystique for the podcast, please? <laughs> well, anyway, what I did get done was tick knock, although you call it TikTok. <laughs> it's a mountain bike trail close to us. Yeah, I'm ditching road cycling. I, I'm I'm done with it. I went mountain biking for the first time last week and oh my God, I, I can totally see how people get absolutely hooked to it. It's really, really good. Now, we weren't technically going out mountain biking we went out to the mountain. Anthony was on his gravel bike. He, I had, my, I was on mine, and Anthony was like, "You'll be totally fine. What could possibly go wrong on your gravel bike?" We got about a quarter way up the mountain, and I got a puncture. Thank God we had no tube or we weren't prepared to fix it. So we rolled back down, and I hired a mountain bike, and that's the only reason I survived the day on the mountain. I mean, there was no way I was getting around that on my gravel bike. The mountain bike did all of the work for me. It was so, so much crack. So you're basically saying road cycling, completed it, mate. <laughs> you're moving on to, to mountain biking Yeah, to now. better things. Yeah, moving on to better things. We have a lovely mountain bike up in the attic and I'm going to bring it down, dust it off this week and yeah, I'm going to maybe do a little bit more mountain biking. I have my first race of the season tomorrow and I'm shockingly ill-prepared. And I'd done a podcast on this on Wednesday night. This would have freaked me out in the past because I'm in London. Well, I was in London Wednesday, Thursday, and just got back today. So I had three days in London, no bike with a race tomorrow. That would have freaked me out. But now it's like, you know, I'm trying to be as good at cycling as I can within a container. And the container is like a, a time-based container. 10 hours a week is all I can really dedicate to cycling. So the challenge becomes like a creative one. How can you design sessions and engineer your lifestyle to get a good solid 10 hours a week in? But when something like London pops up where I had to go to record a podcast over there, it just means you don't freak out about it. Before, I just wouldn't have went or I would have been a massive sulk or I wouldn't have showed up to the race or one of those. But... Yeah, it would have set you. It would have you would have spiraled a little bit about it, like from knowing you for the last five years, and you're racing at the beginning. You know, you were uber prepared. Every I was dotted, every T was crossed, and you seemed very. Maybe you're getting nice and zen in your old age. You've been know. five years now. <laughs> You wouldn't get that for manslaughter. You get that for assault. <laughs> <laughs> you okay over there, Sarah? Sarah's having an extreme fit of the giggles. Every time we have an anniversary, Anthony says something along those lines to me. Two years, you wouldn't get that for grievous bodily harm. <laughs> Talk to me about, the, as you're doubling it, the, the pussy scandal. Yes, the pussy scandal. I don't know if, you, if everybody has been following this online, but 
cyclist Antonio Tiberi. He is in hot water. He's Trek Segafredo cyclist. It's come out that he has been found guilty in the courts for shooting an air rifle at a cat. Now, I actually don't know how he got found out. I think maybe somebody reported him. But he's been fined by his team. He's been banned from a race or two in order to kind of give him a slap on the wrist. But the internet is up in arms over this. Yeah, It's not a good look, is it? Shooting at cats. No, a couple of thoughts spring to mind. He's 21. Not that that's an excuse. You can drink when you're 21. You can vote when you're 21. He's a professional. He's getting paid. But he's still... The old frontal cortex probably isn't fully formed. And boys will be boys isn't a defence in the court, really. No, God, no. <laughs> Thank God it used to be, probably, not too long ago, but not anymore. I was kind of struck by this offence took place in San Marino. I was under the impression that San Marino was like the Simpsons episode where you could do anything in international waters to where they go out to have monkey knife fights in international waters because it's a lawless land. Obviously not. Oh, I, see. <laughs> I don't even know where this place is. But he did come out with a apology. And anybody who has to apologise, lads and lassies, if you have to apologise to your other half, I implore you, go online and look at his apology, his formal apology. He clearly didn't write it. He has a big PR team behind him. But he completely owns up to it. He's like, I'm very sorry. He doesn't make any excuses. He totally accepts all of the responsibility for it. And there you go. That's how you do a proper apology. He definitely wrote that with ChatGPT. <laughs> Absolutely. We are brought to you today by Athletic Greens AG1. This magical green powder of 75 pristinely sourced vitamins and minerals supports your gut health, immune function, and it helps with energy, recovery, focus, and even anti-aging. These are a few of the many reasons that AG1 has become a staple part of my routine. First thing, every morning into a cold glass of water. AG1 saves me time and money by taking all the guesswork out of what vitamin stack I should be using to help optimize my health. So you can reclaim your health with convenient daily nutrition. It's easy. One scoop in a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free year's supply of immune-supporting vitamin D plus five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash roadman. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash roadman to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The link and all the details for this offer are in today's show notes. Let's crack on to the questions. Let's do it. Okay, we've got a question from Q the Roo. Can you talk about the benefits of bike fishing or Maybe it was possibly already covered in tech. Also, can you talk about how high cadence should be? Should it be three strokes per second like I've heard? I think if you ride three strokes per second for seven hours, you'll soon realize small differences have a huge impact. Now, that was a little bit confusing, but let's unpack. We talk about bike fishing the whole time here in the Romance Cycling Podcast. The benefits of bike fishing... They can basically solve 90% of the problems I think that you're having on the bike. Pain, injury, you know, discomfort, saddle sores, all of that kind of stuff. So we're huge fans here, aren't we, Anthony? Yeah, but I want to caveat that with, yeah, I, I think bike fit is a great idea for someone getting started. But you also need to reconcile that with the fact that you're sitting on a piece of leather on a bike and your only contact patches are feet, arse, hands. It's not a comfortable experience. You're going to have some level of discomfort no matter what bike fit you get. 
I think we're a little bit brainwashed into thinking that cycling can be a totally painless endeavor. Like if you're out riding your bike for, as he references here, seven hours, like that's a lot of time on the bike. I've very, very rarely come in from, a, it's a long time since I've done a seven hour spin. I don't think I've done any in the last two, three years. I've ridden five hours quite frequently. And you come in for five hours, your back is sore, your neck is sore, your muscles are tight. It's not normal. We don't do this every day. So you're going to have pain from that. So I think that's the first thing. Yes, a bike fit, but don't expect it to be a total miracle cure-all. Then the second one I'm a little bit confused about, three strokes per second on cadence. I've never heard cadence described as per per seconds. Mm -hmm. Because even the term we use to describe it's RPM. That stands for rotations per minute. So a cadence range for rotations per minute would typically be you know, 70 on the low end to 110 on the high end. And people are normally playing within that bracket. So three strokes per second. If he was riding a cadence of, do the maths on that, Sarah, I'm absolutely brutal. 180. Like 180 cadence? Yeah, 180. Yeah. (laughs) Anything over 110 or 120 seems a bit cartoony to me. It's like you're, you know, you're spinning away, but actually not moving anywhere. Well, it, it's not possible 180. So maybe it's like three strokes per second per side he's talking about. And that's okay until 90. Oh, Makes yeah, more sense. But yeah, yeah maybe it, that kind of needs a clarifying question. But helpful for you to start moving to a terminology based on or PM rotations per minute because you're going to have more comparison with peers and training peaks, today's plan, Strava, they're all going to give it in rotations per minute. 90, it's on a good side. 90 is not bad. Do you think you, the Rue, just wrote in, so to hear you saying three strokes per second? Move on to the next question, sir. <laughs> okay, this is from Lee Cox. <laughs> and his name is Lee Cox. I didn't make that up either. I'm due to go on... <laughs> <laughs> Are you smoking weed or something before this podcast? Why are you so giggly? Okay. You can leave that in as well, Colin. <laughs> I'm due to go on holidays five weeks before the Pan Celtic. Should I use that holiday time to recover or do you light exercise or still crack on? Now I had to look up what the Pan Celtic race is. It's an ultra endurance race. It's all around Scotland, England, Ireland. It looks absolutely incredible. And it's over 2,290 kilometers, which is 1,425 miles with an elevation of 22,223 meters. It sounds absolutely epic. I think it's like you go, you just keep going and whoever completes it quickest wins. Sounds cool. Yeah, you got to crack on. That's the short answer for that one. It's too far away from the event to taper and it doesn't make sense to come off the gas then, to go back onto the gas, to come off to the gas for a taper. You're probably going to take the last week before the event as a taper week. So the event really, it's not five weeks away, it's four weeks till your taper. So to take a week off and then come back for only three weeks of training before another taper, doesn't make sense. So you got to crack on within the bounds of not getting dumped when you're away on holidays and trying to balance you know you don't need to be doing crazy long mileage but you definitely need to still be riding it's not taper time yet Anthony I'm sure Paul understands what taper is but can you explain what that is I was chatting to one of the guys in our group ride on Saturday talking about because he's racing on Saturday as well asking was he going to do a taper and he didn't really know what a taper was so can you just briefly talk about that I love tapering it's my favourite my favourite week you need something to taper from Sarah (laughs) so a taper is when you've had a period of preparation for an event so you typically you would look at least 
least a 16 week period of preparation where you're four four week blocks and then as you approach the event we reduce the duration and or frequency of sessions while maintaining the intensity and that means you're going to shave the fatigue but you're going to keep that freshness and sharpness going into the event it's quite data driven at the moment based off your tss your ctls your atls and your tsbs all them are very nerdy terms and a conversation for maybe a full podcast down the road. I think it's good to note as well that a taper, a lot of people think a taper is just you do, you take the foot off the gas completely and you stick the legs up and relax for a week. It is very nuanced. You really do need someone to help you with the correct taper to make sure that you're hitting your target race, your target day, really fresh. Somebody wrote in, me three CBD and just asked if I could tell some of my dirty jokes. What do you think, Anthony? No, your jokes are not appropriate for on air. <laughs> as our editor column will attest to, there has some highly dubious content that's chopped from this show on a quite regular basis. So I'm sorry about that, listener. I'm, I'm not allowed. Okay, question number four. This is from Tom Walter. I have to train late at night on the Watt bike after I get the kids to sleep. So I end up getting off the bike around 10 p.m., Then I'm wired. I can't sleep and it's having an impact on me the next day. It's having an impact on my recovery, my energy levels and my mood. What can I do? Training in the morning is just not an option for me. Just don't train. Go watch Netflix instead. (laughs) Well, that's not very helpful, is it? (laughs) Uh, No, I actually had a conversation with Andy Duckworth who is on the show when he's thinking, I think the episode's coming out or this coming Tuesday or this coming Thursday. And he was the founder and CEO of the biggest protein company in the world, My Protein. And he moved across to a company called NatureCan CBD. And we chatted a lot about this. We chatted a lot about, because I know you've done a full podcast on CBD, sir, and it's something that I've been taking quite a bit, playing around with it and experimenting. I would try CBD in the evenings after your session. I was chatting to Andy about saying, could we create a recovery drink product? Because one of my pet peeves is, I'll jump off the turbo trainer. Maybe it's a late session. I don't get off till half nine, 10 p.m. at night, similar to Tom here. And then we're told that we have to take a recovery drink, which is four to one carbs to protein. So we're taking something like a chocolate milk, which is very heavy in sugar to get that carbohydrate that we need. But sugar spikes your stress hormone, cortisol going into bed and impairs your ability to get into deep sleep. So I've been playing around with adding some CBD to that recovery drink late at night, but I was asking Andy, could we create a recovery product like that? And he said, no, it's not possible. There's a weird phenomenon where all products that are in existence had to be in existence in like the middle of 2022 for the UK Food Standards Agency. So it was a weird regulatory system that just seems to me like it stifles creativity. But I would play around with CBD. So I think the dosage is... 70, but you're, the research, that's the recommended UK dosage. But all the research you read, it's like north of 200. Yeah, and more. And in most of the studies that have been conducted around sleep and around recovery, around inflammation and helping with pain, the doses are all up to 600 milligrams. So they're a lot higher than the recommended amount that you will find on the websites like the British Medical, you know, all of the, even the HSE website here in Ireland. But I will say that CBD is 
it's not really going to harm you. It's, it has no side effects. You're not going to be tripping balls on it or anything. It's It's got no psychoactive component to it. So definitely play with that. And, you know, go up in the dosage. Don't hit 70 milligrams straight away. Kind of take it a little bit slower. What I would say to Tom about, I would say keep training because, you know, you, you have to train. And Anthony and I don't have kids, so I'm sure this too will pass. That you'll start getting more time as the kids get older. And so keep keep going with it. And not to mention another podcast that I did, but I did a full 20-minute conversation about the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system last week. And when you exercise, particularly really high intensity exercise, especially at late at night, you're activating your SNS, which is kind of your fight or flight and it's raising your cortisol. So you need to do some actions to take that down, to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. And I don't know how you feel about deep breathing exercises, about meditation, about listening to some kind of chill music, a cold shower even after your uh, really intense workout can help to calm your sympathetic nervous system and encourage your parasympathetic nervous system. So have a listen to that because there's loads of really, really good, um, really good things that you can do to calm your system down. The other thing I will say is after you get off your session, start thinking about, right, I need to be in bed in two hours. I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm not, I'm going to resist going in to watch a movie. I'm going to get my sleep hygiene right. I'm not going to have any caffeine. I'm going to get my bedroom nice and cold. You know, all of those nice things that will help you drift off and have a much deeper and more restful sleep. But that would be my tuppence. Sarah, do you want to finish off and talk to us a little bit about, uh, it's not quite, we missed Taco Thursdays by a day, but Taco Vanderhorn's Aero Leg Warmers, sort of a UCI loophole around the sock heights rule. Do you want to talk to us about what they are? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, why can't my name be Taco? Why does it have to be Sarah? It's so, so boring. Taco Thursdays <laughs> is a real thing. Yeah, no, I know that. But uh, Taco is, he's pretty famous for being really, really, really high in attention to detail, particularly on aero. And he was sporting a pair of leg warmers a couple of days ago. And they're kind of maybe kind of like ribbed. That's how I can describe them. So they they have the, these like... For little... her pleasure. <laughs> yeah, so as I said, they're kind of ribbed. And this might make some more aerodynamic. Now, we have the UCI sock height rule and that says that socks and overshoes that are used in competition and here's a technical bit may not rise above the height defined by half the distance between the middle of the lateral malleolus and the middle of the fibula head and you know that UCI representatives have these particular type of rulers that they use going around testing these sock heights so I don't know where these leg warmers fit in you're essentially making your entire leg very aero now Brands like Silka, and I know we've had the Silka founder on the show as well, they claim that their aero socks can save between three and eight watts over a normal pair of socks. So with the leg warmers where the entire leg's aero, like it's pretty safe to assume that there's very big aero gains being gone. Now, I used to be a real stickler for the rules in cycling and be like oh this is he shouldn't be wearing them it's not fair it's bad sportsmanship but I, I, I've changed my mind I actually love seeing this because the more I learn about the UCI and the more I hear about their completely ridiculous rules the more I love to see these guys pushing the boundaries and standing on the you know the line what will work what will be allowed what won't be allowed so I think it's really really fun to see this stuff coming out. 
Sarah, it's been a blast. You're going to be back tomorrow for another solo cast and I'm going to be back again on Monday to report on how my first race of the season went. Roadman, thanks for joining me and ride safe. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Have you ever wondered how good you could actually be? Each of us has a unique set of circumstances with work, family and social obligations, but we also want to fulfill our potential in cycling. Okay, okay, maybe you won't ever win the Tour de France, but for most of us, this is what cycling is about. So let us build you the perfect training plan around your lifestyle that's totally unique to you and will help you finally realize your cycling dreams. So whether you're just getting started on the bike or if you're a more seasoned cyclist, we have a suitable coach for you. So why not schedule a call with us and we can have a chat about how we can help you go further than you ever dreamed of in your cycling and fitness goals. Go to roadmancycling.com forward slash contact or pop me an email directly to sarah at roadmancycling.com.